With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. Hey, Dolphins, this is Michael Fink with the FinFans podcast. Each week we come to you and bring you our opinions on what's going on within the Dolphins organization. During the season, you'll hear two shows each week where we review and preview each game. We shoot straight from the hip and have fun in doing so. We'd like to thank the Dolphins Talk Network for their support. Uh, Make sure to check them out. It's truly appreciated. All right, let's uh, kick off today's show. And we're back with another FinFans podcast this evening. I'm with Louis Ragoni. Hello, off-season Dolphins. How are you, Louis? I'm okay. Good. Okay. You know, baseball season, you know, waiting for football season. Got nice, talented roster that we're waiting to see in motion. And um, it just, the time goes by very slowly in the offseason, you know? It sure does. But we've got some questions that were uh, given to us. Uh, okay. And the first one is, which running back will lead the team in carries? Which running back will lead the team in carries? That'll be Moser. I mean, it, you know, he's the lead dog right now. Unless oh, you know, I was going to say Cook. <laughs> yeah. Cook's yeah, not a it, dolphin as of yet. No, he's not. And I was only kidding. I do. I also agree with you. I think it'll be Moser. It should be Moser. I mean, yep. you know, it was last year. He looked like the better running back. I mean, Wilson had his moments, Mike, but, you know, early on he looked really, really good. He was running the ball strong, and then he kind of – He kind of faded, yeah. Yeah, he kind of faded into the mix. A-chain, I don't think he's a big enough guy to where, you know, we're going to see him carrying the ball 15 times a game. Agreed. I think he's going to be, you know, uh, used here and there in certain packages, certain situations. Mozart's going to be the lead dog. He's going to get the majority, no doubt. Who do we think will be the slot receiver? Huh, the slot receiver. Ugh. Let's see. You notice I'm yawning on that one um, because <laughs> I'm not thrilled with, uh, with anything. I mean, is it possible that, you know, Chosen Anderson goes outside and they move Waddle inside into the slot? There's a lot of possibilities. I mean, that's a possibility. I mean, Barrios, I don't think I don't think he's gonna beat out um any of the other guys. I mean, Wilson, I'm really down on him. You know, I don't know what they're doing with Izakama. I right. have no idea where he is 
lining up to play. We don't right. know. We didn't right. see it last year, so we right. don't know. It's it's a tougher question to answer simply because we don't have all the facts. But We don't know. We know that they were working him, and that was the excuse that they used for him not being on the field last year. The fact that he was trying to learn all three wide receiver positions, which to me, you know, to throw at a receiver in his rookie year, you know, you got putting, to, a, putting a lot on his plate. Here's the thing about that, Mike, is that you've got 18 weeks basically now in the football season, right? Yep. And of course, you had the whole preseason to evaluate the players, okay? So, you know, going into the year, you know who your two outside guys are going to be, right? You're going to, unless there's an injury to Waddle or Hill. Then those are the two outside guys. So the logical thing to do when you're not getting the production you would like out of that third receiver position is to get him into game form or an understanding of that position. Agreed. And throwing him out there. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I think. Mike, I'm telling you, I think those excuses that they use is a bunch of hogwash, to be honest with you. I mean, that would have been the thing. I, if you have a talent there, you know, why are you trying to get him to learn all three positions when it's not necessary at that the point? The theory was he's not a starter. And this way, if somebody goes down, he can jump right in, you know, and that was, that was their thinking according to trying to teach him all three positions. Right. And I get that. But as the season progresses, you know, get them comfortable with one position. So you can at least get some production out of a guy that was, what, a third-round pick? What, yeah. what, what round was so. he picked? Third up? or fourth. Yeah. I mean, the guy looked great in the preseason, and then the season came along and he literally just disappeared. There were guys that were playing in front of him that came out of nowhere. Yep. And, you know, that just bothered me. So it's either a situation where he's not as talented as he looked in the preseason, or we've just got guys that are just, I don't know, making decisions on our roster and then making excuses for guys not playing on top of that, which to me, you know, again, sounds like hogwash. Well, you know, the old saying, Lewis, we, we don't know what we don't know, you know? Yes, exactly. And I, I think mean, that, that probably falls into that. Yeah. I mean, you know, my, my thing is this, is if, if this guy is a true talent, they're going to find a way to get him on the field, bottom line, and that's it. So yeah. I've got a little bit of a concern, you know, in regard to him as well. I just hope he's not another one of these wide receivers that we drafted, uh, like Katu and then, you know, the tight end, Ignu. Katu, I mean, who the hell is Katu? Whatever his name was, you know, that <laughs> wide receiver. I think he was out of Louisville. Carew. Carew. Carew, that's it. Carew. Yeah, Le Leonte Carew. Captain Kangaroo. What the hell's yeah. the difference? The guy's nowhere to be found right now. He's not even on anybody else's roster. Too much of that. Anyway, well, what do we got next? I'm going to go with go with Barrios uh, oh, unless, okay. unless something changes, you know. But uh, – as of right now, I would think that he'd at least fight for the position. Whether or not he wins it or not, we'll see. But I'll just throw that name out there. All right. How effective do you think the front seven on defense will be? And it's, this is a two-part question. That's the first part. Uh, the front seven, I think, will be um, extremely good. 
I mean, they've got a nice rotation on the outside. You know, I think the linebacking addition, uh, the linebacker addition of Long is definitely going to help. And Ramsey in the secondary, you now got two guys that can play man-to-man if you want to do that. Freeze up the safeties a little bit. Yeah, but we're talking front seven. We're talking front seven, Mike, but what that does, and you didn't let me finish my thought. Yeah, I know what you're going to say. What that does is it gives you a lot of freedom up front in regard to in passing situations what you want to do. You know, you can maybe send, you know, an extra guy or an extra two guys from the linebacking position. Um, You can do those sort of things. That's what what Boyer thought. Well, Boyer, yeah, not only thought it, but he, you know, he he did did it. it. And and for the most part, they executed it pretty damn well. At times. Especially early. When they first started that cover zero, it was deadly. Yeah. Well, they had, you know, Mike, the thing is that that first year that they did it, you know, you had Jones in the lineup week in and week out. So you had two corners that were pretty, you know, you were pretty confident in. I mean, not that the guys did a horrible job last year, but I don't think it's smart to put those type of guys out on an island. You know, whereas Jones, who, you know, he got a lot of, you know, he got a lot of, uh, shit thrown at him last year because of the fact he never got on the field and it may have been his fault maybe it wasn't i don't know but the bottom line is is that the reason they were so much more successful was the fact that they had two corners that were capable of you know keeping up with the two guys on the outside on the opposite team so um yeah i mean you know the front seven getting back to your um your question I think we're going to be extremely good. You know, we, we, we've, got to, we've got to hope that there's no injuries to any of the guys. But, um, you know, I, I see Wilkins and Phillips as being Pro Bowl players this year. I, I truly, truly feel that both of those guys will be Pro Bowl players, and they are going to set the tone for, these, for the rest of these guys because – you're going to have two guys across that line, Mike, in passing situations that are going to make a difference. You're going to have to plan on stopping them some kind of way. And when that happens, that frees up your Ogbas of the world and your linebackers that are blitzing and, you know, possibly a Wilkins in the middle, you know, if they're double teaming Phillips on the outside. You know, you, you can throw – an extra guy at them and if phillips is beating his guy and they have to send another guy there then they may be too short across that offensive line and or how they try to scheme in regard to blocking our guys up front i think we're going to be extremely good i think fangio is just going to have these guys doing some crazy shit man all right (laughs) now you got to put your offensive coordinator cap on because the follow-up to that question was, what's the best way to attack them? The best way to attack our defense? Yeah, the front seven. You know, Mike, last year they did a really, really solid job against the run. I know numbers, you know, where we were ranked, you know, against the run. But, you know, when you watch games, um, you know, with the naked eye and, you know, you're watching two, three quarters go by and then in the fourth quarter you have some breakdowns. Um, you know, and that's what they have to eliminate. They have to eliminate the big plays because they gave up quite a few long runs last year. 
But overall, I felt, you know, carry to carry, they were extremely good against the run last year. They were. Extremely good. Um, you know, the big runs, you know, they kind of skew the, um, you know, the statistic, statistically where we landed and how much we gave up per, you know, per carry and so on and so forth. But I felt overall the run defense was very good. With that being said, Mike, I think that you have to attack us down the middle of the field. Um, you know, I think that our linebackers have a problem with coverage and our safeties, you know, Jones, whoever it may be. I think the kid we picked up from Detroit, who we never talk about. I mean, week in and week out, we talk about all the additions and the rookie corner that we drafted, but we don't talk about the kid that we picked up in safety from Detroit. He's another guy in that secondary. Right. And I think he was brought in, you know, for the simple fact, um, you know, we needed a guy that can cover from that safety position. Holland kind of, you know, was disappointing last year, even in coverage, I felt. Um, I don't know where he graded at, Mike. I mean, that's something we could look at somewhere down the line. But overall, he didn't do a very good job. Um, you know, I know that we lost Jones early on and the guys like Rowe and whoever else that came in and replaced him struggled a little bit. So I think if this defense has a weakness, it's, you know, possibly, you know, covering the tight ends down the middle of the field or the third, you know, the, the slot receivers, whatever the case may be. Um, I think that's the only way to attack us. We, we're not going to have an awful lot of weaknesses on that defense. But if we do have a slight defense, I think it's that. Well, I would say that, I mean, and I would, like, I would say, you know, in the, fl in the flats, you should be able to find space in the flats. Yeah, I mean, possibly. I mean, you know, we've got some guys, Mike, that, uh, you know, that can get to the football across mm -hmm. that defensive line. I mean, you know, Chubb looked a little bit slow, but Phillips can get after it, and right. Wilkins and Siler for big guys are all over the field. I mean, that, that's what it, you got to love about those two guys is that, they are big guys that play pretty much the middle of the field, but man, do they get around well. They're, they do. They, they do. really do for big men. And the hustle, they, it's full effort. Full effort, nonstop. That Siler is, is just, a, I know he's one of your favorites, and you know he's become one of mine as well. I think he's an extremely, extremely solid football player. All right, here's one you got to think about. What okay. will our record be at the bye week? Uh, what to, week is to, our bye week? Well, I'll tell you who we're playing before the bye week. Okay. We open up with the Chargers. When? In L.A. Then we go to New England. When? We come home for Denver. When? We go to Buffalo. Loss. <laughs> Giants at home. When? Carolina at home. When? Philly on the road. Loss. New England at home. Win. And the Chiefs in Germany. Loss. Yeah, see, so three and losses. Three. Yep. Six and three, Michael. Yep. That's where we're at. I would take that. I Listen, I, when you look at that schedule, the only thing, the only game that to me is a little bit iffy, because I just, you just don't know where your team's going to be in week one is that, is that Charger game. Yeah. Um, I think all the other games, Mike, are, are you have to win them. If you plan on making the playoffs, you got to beat New England twice. And I'm, man, I can't believe we play them twice in the first half of our season. Right. 
That's you know, we nice. beat them twice last year, and we made the playoffs. But this is a you know collectively tougher schedule. Yeah, I you listen. You have to beat New England twice. We're a better football team than they are. It's it's simple as that. We're a better football team than the New England Patriots. Paper, you know. I I mean, you go position by position, and we've got a lot of advantages over them. There's no doubt about it. I mean, the wide receiver position. Uh, you know, I think our running backs pretty much are right on par with theirs. Um, you know, I think our defense across the board front, you know, the uh, linebackers, and I think the secondary are all better than New England's. And New England doesn't have a bad defense. We, we're just better. We're going to be better. Yeah. So we got a better quarterback as well. well the next question, sort yeah. of. Snowballs off that one. Uh, what, what needs to happen for Miami to win the AFC East? Well, I mean, we've got to stay healthy. Uh, you know, on our end, we right. have to stay healthy. Tua has to play up to some of these other guys. I mean, you know, last year, you know, when we went into San Francisco, we knocked their starting quarterback out and their backup outplayed Tua. Okay, um, when we went play the Chargers, Herbert did not have a great game that day, but Tua did not have a good game. He's got to go out there. He's got to be consistent. And the only way we're going to get to that 11, 12, 13 win plateau is if he is, in fact, extremely consistent. None of these games where, you know, you're just scratching your head and, um you know, that's a major factor. And that, of course, factors into, as I said, us being healthy. You know, that quarterback, you know, carousel that we had last year was just brutal. I mean, I don't think any other team went through what we went through last year with not only our starter, but our backup getting hurt as well on a few occasions early in games. It hurt us quite a bit. Um, You know, with that, you know, we got to hope that the Jets and Aaron Rodgers are not as good as everybody thinks they're going to be. Um, you know, if we can split with them or even sweep them, we're going to get the division and we're going we're gonna to be in the playoffs. Buffalo, Mike, last year when you watched those three football games, you know, that gap between us is slim to none. It really is. I mean, oh, we keep have, in mind they're going to have Von Miller back, and he does help their defense. Yeah, and we're going to have you know Chubb back, who <laughs> yeah. you know, and we got we've got Ogbob back. Right. You know, we're going to have Ramsey, David Long, guys back in the secondary that were gone the majority of the year. Mike, yeah, we've got. <laughs> We've got a lot of guys coming back as well. I'll take our guys coming back over Mr. Von Miller. Okay. You know, um, our defense is going to be much, much better as well. It may help them in regard to a pass rush, but, uh, you know, our defense, I think, is going to be right there. I mean, Buffalo in this division is going to be the real interesting factor because last year I didn't think that they were nowhere nearly as good as they were the two years prior. I mean, are, are you in agreement on that? I wouldn't say nowhere near as good, but they weren't as good, no. Yeah. I, I saw a different football team that struggled at times. I mean, you just look at our games alone. We had a third-string quarterback, and we still had an opportunity yeah. in that 
fourth quarter to win it, even with the, you know, the, the play calling and the, the third string quarterback situation, the whole nine yards. I mean, you know, we've learned how to defend Allen, Mike, about as good as anybody in the NFL. Well, Stefan Diggs is upset because uh, Allen doesn't throw to him enough. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, prima donnas, yep. we've seen them come, and we <laughs> see them go just as fast. So, you know, just be happy that you got a guy like that that, that gets you the football a good amount of times. Um, yeah, in addition to what you said, I, I think they ha- they have to win at least four division games and not lose to the same team twice. Yeah. Oh, I, that there's no doubt about that. I mean, they literally, you know, I think they have to definitely sweep New England. And if they don't sweep New England for New, for whatever reason, they've got to sweep either Jets One or the Buffalo. Other yeah, yeah, you have to you have to be four and two in the division. There's no doubt about that. Or better. I mean, or hey, better. we we just, you know, Mike, you just you know, you look at the team and, you know, they've got extremely high hopes and um Rightfully so. You know, it's a good roster. But you just don't know what kind of monkey wrenches monkey wrenches are ever going to get thrown into the season injury-wise. I mean, it definitely hurt us last year. I think, you know, um, the injuries cost us probably two to three games last year, and we still made the playoffs. So, you know, may have cost us a playoff game as well. You know, who, who's to say if we weren't fully healthy how – how well we would. I mean, keep in mind, Armstead was playing injured too, wasn't he? Yeah, he had Down three different stretch. injuries he was playing with. Yeah, I mean, you know, he wasn't at full strength, you know, no. uh, in the playoff game. I'm pretty sure he started, but he wasn't at full strength. So, you know, all of these factors, Mike, you know, come into play. You know, there's a lot of luck involved, you know, when it comes to the injury bug. And um, we just got to hope we stay somewhat healthy. And if we do... You know, I, I think we're, you know, the best team in the AFC East. I, I, I truly feel that way. Well, you know, AM, one, one of the sayings that they have was, you know, it's not always the best team that makes it to the playoffs. It's usually the healthiest team. Yeah. Uh, that's so that's definitely take that for what it's worth. We, we have to have guys, and we've talked about them all already, Mike. They have to get to the next level. Tua, Phillips, Wilkins. Holland, I mean, all across the board. You know, if you get what you got out of X-Man and Ramsey last year, their seasons, you know, they're not going to be what, how they were in their prime. But they're still better than 75 80% of the league as far as cornerbacks go. But there's guys on this roster that have to take it to another level. And Waddle you can throw in there as well. Because Austin while, Jackson, I mean, we can go on and well, on. Well, <laughs> Austin, yeah. I mean, I'm talking about guys, you know, Austin up to this point, Mike, hasn't necessarily been productive at all. Um, right. You know, but the other guys that I mentioned, Wilkins, Holland, Phillips, all those guys, they have Tua, they've all been somewhat productive, but they have to take it to another level. They have to do it. You know, if if we want to get to a championship type caliber team, all of those guys have to get to the next level and they have to do it. The window is closing. You know, they have to do it this season and um, build off of it. You know, they have to establish themselves as those type of players and then go forward as being those players. And um, if, in fact, that happens with all the guys I mentioned, 
we're going to be in pretty damn good shape. All right, I'll hold you to that. You can Call me the Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, and Rookie of the Year. Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, and Rookie of the Year. So Rookie of the Year, I would say it'd have to be A-Chain. I mean, I, I don't know of anybody else who who's going to challenge I don't, him. You know, I don't know what role Cam Smith is going to have, right? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, Smith, Smith, there's a possibility if for whatever reason one of the corners goes down and he steps in. Yeah. But I think A-Chain's going to get some opportunities. They didn't draft him just to have him, you know, riding the bench or whatever. I think that you're going to see him. You're definitely going to see him get opportunities, and I think that he'll probably be, as a rookie, our most productive player. Um, offensive player of the year, you know, God, I'd love to say Tua, but, you know, I just. That's who I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, I mean. You hope it, you know. You're hoping it. Um, but if I had to put my money on it in Vegas, Mike, I'd say Tyreek. And I think defensive player of the year is going to be Phillips. I think he's going to have a monster season. For I us. can't argue with that. He's a he's become a man, Mike. He's uh-huh. a man among <laughs> boys. <laughs> All right, who will lead the team in sacks and interceptions? Sacks and interceptions. Uh, okay, so sacks. We'll go back to Phillips. I think he'll lead the team. I think Agba is going to get his fair share because Phillips is going to get a lot of attention. I think Wilkins will get a lot of attention in the middle. And I think Ogba is going to get a lot of man-to-man situations. And as long as he's healthy, we've seen how productive he can be in those circumstances, in those situations. Um, you know, as far as interceptions go, you know, X-Man, I think, is the guy. You know, people challenge him. We see it year in and year out. And year in and year out, he comes up with his interceptions. I think there's a few guys in the secondary, Mike, that, you know, I mean, Holland may Holland, have a big year, yeah. you know, but I, I still say it'll probably be, probably be X-Men. What do happen? you think, Mike? Well, I think what you think, so. Oh, uh, you do, huh? Yeah. Across no, the I board mean, on all of them? Pretty much. Okay. Uh, I probably am not as hot on Agba as you are right now, but uh, Phillips, I do think, will probably lead the team in sacks. Right. And uh, how can you go against Howard? He's just got a knack for finding the football, but he didn't have a lot of interceptions last year, but I'm putting that off. He had trouble running last year. How many did he wind up with, Mike, last year? I think year? Ju- just a couple, if that. Gotcha. I don't think he had many. Mm-hmm. What'll happen with Tyreek? Well. I mean, who knows? I mean, you know, this thing's kind of like, you know, gotten to a point now where it's friggin' soap opera and I hate it. <laughs> you know, the fact that he put himself in that position is just, you know, it's just not smart. What's he, a six-year pro, seven-year pro? I mean, he should, he should know better. Of course, especially since he's been down this road to some extent prior. You know, I mean, some guys just, you know, you just don't put yourself in a position like that. You just don't do it, you know? I mean, you don't ever, in this day and age, you don't put your hands on anybody. I, you know, confrontational-wise, you know, even verbally, 
you know, you just ignore it and you walk away and that's it. That's how you, that's how you do things nowadays because society's just become, you know, short on patience and short on understanding each other. And, that, um, and everybody's got their cell phone out and everybody's looking, course, you know, for looking for the looking for drama. And then the attorneys are looking for any opportunity. You know, the minute that that came out, you know, I'm sure he got a million phone calls, whoever sure. this was that he slapped. And, you know, now he's in a position where it's going to cost him a nice chunk of change. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, he, he may get suspended. It hurts the football team. Probably won't happen from this year, from what I'm reading. The league tends to wait until everything's done. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the legal process can be slow. So they're, they're thinking that he probably won't be affected by a suspension this year, but it would probably be next year. Gotcha. Wow. If that is indeed what happens. Wow. Takes that long, huh? They listed three or four examples where it did, and Deshaun Watson's one of them. But right. that that was a big deal. They had 22 people. They had to interview and all that. Yeah. So <laughs> I think that was a, yeah. that was a completely different circumstance. Absolutely. Altogether. So yeah. yeah, that I mean, but this like is, I said, there were three slap. examples. It's not even a punch or right, you know, right. It was it was a slap in the back of the head. I mean, you yeah. know. Uh, don't put I your mean, hands on anybody, on. though, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, but, oh, God, it's so, so, so ridiculous. It is. It's silly. Oh, God. That's all I got, Lewis. Wow. We breezed through this pretty quick. Yeah. Very good. Um, uh, and no other news. There really isn't much. I mean, they came out with the training camp practice dates, but I don't think anybody cares to hear that. They can find that online. and. Look at them all. Yeah. Uh, so I think with that, uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, right. Thank you for joining. It'll probably be late next week, but we'll be back next week. And uh, thank you for joining me. And uh, fins up, everybody. Fins up, doll fans. All right. That's today's show. I just want to remind everyone that the Fin Fans podcast is proud to be part of the DolphinStock.com network. Check out their site. There's all kinds of articles and podcasts which you'll enjoy. Until next time, be well and take care. Sports Social Podcast Network.